Welcome to Total SF, Heather Knight, and I think you should do most of the talking right now because I am semi-conscious. I feel so bad for you. You have basically become like a brand new dad where you have to wake up every couple of hours all night in panic um, because your house is flooding. (laughs) Yes, my home is two things. My home in Alameda. Uh, It is on an island where the island is just a few feet above sea level. Whenever John King does one of those stories, like what sea level rise is going to do, Alameda disappears. And number two... Half of our living space is a converted basement three feet below ground. Uh, This is not a great combination. I've been fighting to mitigate flood damage most of the week. You compared it to having a baby. That is a very good comparison with the feedings every hour in the middle of the night. Um, I think the perfect comparison is the classic Battlestar Galactica episode 33, where the Cylons, uh, biomechanical or mechanical beings, keep attacking Battlestar Galactica every 33 minutes, and they just are sleep-deprived. You know this episode, right, Heather? (laughs) I was just going to say I have no idea what you're talking about, but I will take your word for it. This is kind of sad. Usually you would start making fun of me or make a Star Trek IV reference or make fun of me for sci-fi, but like, I'm almost feeling like you're giving me pity right now. I am. Um, I just can't imagine. Luckily, being in San Francisco, I'm on a hill. This is not happening to me. I feel really bad for you. I mean, this on top of dropping your phone in the bay, it's just been (laughs) a really rough start to 2023. Very much so. Um, There's no good segue here. When I'm done spending money on dehumidifiers to dry out my home, I'm going to want to do some free things in San Francisco, Heather, which (laughs) leads us to this episode. Yes, I'm sure that you're spending a lot of money to combat all the flooding, so we need to be cost conscious going forward. Our episode last week about the best things to do in 2023 was a big hit, one of our most popular episodes ever, so we're seizing the moment and um, capitalizing on the success with a sequel, and this time it's things you can do for free in 2023. Yeah, with Stuart Shuffman broke-ass Stuart. I am so glad that we invited Stuart. We knew we were going to do this episode and invited him kind of last minute, and uh, Stuart really brought it. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to talk to. I have known him for years. I wrote about his race for mayor against the late Ed Lee several years ago. Um, He came to prominence uh, two decades ago as a 20-something in the city living on the cheap, and he came up with his name Broke-Ass Stewart, has a website and uh, zines, and um, does a lot of writing about living cheaply in San Francisco. He jokes that, you know, in his 40s now, Broke-Ass Stewart isn't such a a great name. He wishes that it was no longer accurate, but um, he had so many great ideas for things to do for free, some of which I'd never even heard of. So this is a great episode for um, newcomers to the city and locals alike. I think you'll hear um, something new that you hadn't known before. Yeah, excellent episode. I should warn people right now, usually usually this is a pretty clean podcast. Sometimes it isn't. This is one of those sometimes it isn't <laughs> situations in terms of language. So if you're bringing the kid to soccer practice or swimming practice, um, just know there are a few F-bombs here. Stewart did not hit the record, which was by Jello Biafra, but uh, comes pretty close. So there's a little bit of profanity here, just a warning ahead of time if you've got kids in the car and they've never heard it before. It's just the words, too. Nothing, no dirty concepts. It's just the F-bombs. So I don't think it's so bad. Not so bad. 
I'm Peter Hartlove here with Heather Knight, broadcasting from atop a paddleboard in my bedroom. <laughs> and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome to the podcast. Brokass Stewart, Stuart Shuffman, what level are we at? What do I call you? First name basis, Mr. Shuffman. Mr. Brokass. Senior Brokass, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can call me Stuart. Well, welcome to the Chronicle Archive. Um, Heather, welcome. Welcome to you both. We, It's like hailing out, thunder, We barely lightning. made it here alive through lightning strikes and emergency flood warnings and hail. It's crazy yeah, out there. Yeah, it is wild out there, honestly. And last night, I, um, it, it was so, I've never experienced wind like this, I think. Like, my window was making, like, it sounded like honking geese. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. I woke up at, like, 3 a.m. and it sounded like, people were throwing golf balls at my windows, but it was just giant hail. So weird. I, I drove totally off-brand for Heather and I. I drove to the Cal Academy garage, plenty of spaces, by the way, but I had to go to the Cal Academy and I couldn't take the ferry in my bike, which is my preferred mode. So I'm on the way there picking up my editor, Sarah. It starts hailing on our car and I'm like halfway to Cal Academy. And then my phone just like starts talking and telling me, it was like, flood warning, <laughs> get off the road now or you will die. <laughs> and I just kept going, made it okay. <laughs> and then we get out of the Cal Academy like an hour and a half later and it's like sunny out. I thought like seven days had passed. It's so strange. Yeah. What, if, what if you didn't make it? What if you like you died and this is purgatory and you're stuck here forever with Oh my us? God. Oh no. You know, Heather would within an hour tony bravo would have been sitting in the seat <laughs> um, she would have she would have notified my next of kin and then next text would have been to tony and he would be sitting here right now you would be recording in this we spot. would record a eulogy for you though oh, you'd, thank get, you. you'd get a whole episode that's so sweet thank you is, is your obituary pre-written like we talked about <laughs> we had a good pre-written obituary discussion which um, i think that's worth its own yeah. An episode somewhere down the line. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. And we're talking about free stuff in San Francisco. Our last episode was 20, no, no, it was 14 things to do in San Francisco in 2023. People loved the episode. So we're coming back with free things to do in San Francisco. And immediately your name just like <laughs> popped up. It was like a bat signal went up. What does your bat signal look like? Uh, dollar sign with an X through it, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> How did you come up with the name Brocast Stewart? And you were just telling us before we hit the record button that you called yourself that in your early 20s and had no idea. Yeah, still yeah. Be. If, I knew, if, if I knew that I'd still be doing this, you know, I started this when I was like 24. And if I knew that I'd be doing it when I was like 41, I might have chosen an. Uh, a name that didn't drive off advertisers as much, you know? Like, who wants to be on a broke or ass, you know? Uh, I mean, no, luckily we do find advertisers enough, but if you're like, you know, the Ford Motor Company, you're like, why would I fuck with this guy? Can I, can I say the fuck word? You can. You can. Okay, you can. We just put a little E explicit. Um, yeah. I thought so, like an E again, so it's Fouquet. <laughs> yeah, just if like, if like kids, you know, if like parents are bringing their kids to soccer practice, which they couldn't now because it's hailing on everybody, 
um, then they get a little warning in the beginning. That's fair. So it's cool. And since you used one, you might as well just go. Jaffa hog, go Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. indulging like that. Yeah. Jello <laughs> Biafra has the record, I think, of uh, F-bombs. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you were saying you're. Uh, uh, yeah, I just. Uh, how did I get started? How did I, b- yeah, b- tell us a bit about your backstory. Yeah, so I, I was working in a candy store in North Beach. Uh, it's, it's still there called Z Chocolato. It's haunted, by the way. Um, you have to come back for Halloween. Yes, I can tell you that story another time. Um, and um, this woman who came into the co- the, the candy store, uh, she came in with uh, the guy who this guy who actually grew up in my neighborhood in San Diego. And um, and um, as they're walking out, she gives me her card as a travel writer. And I said, I want to be a travel writer. And so I decided to make myself a travel writer. And I started a zine, broke ass towards guy living cheaply in San Francisco, and that became a second zine, which got a bunch of you know awards and like the Guardian stuff, and then. Uh, I got to do writing for Lonely Planet, and then you know, uh, well, you know, one foot in front of the other. I, you know, eventually get my own books, Broadcast to its Guide for New York and San Francisco, a TV show in 2011, and mayoral run in 2015. I covered your mayoral. You did, run. thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then um, a host of bunch of other crazy stuff. But yeah, and then this website, this whole website thing that I do, it's just been going on now forever. Yeah. Um, Does it get harder to live broke in San Francisco? I've got rent control, which like, like real, real, real talk. If I there's four things that allow me to, to keep doing this. A, I've got rent control. B, I don't like own a car, so there's no like payments mm-hmm. or gas. Uh, uh, C, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, if any of those things change, knock on. I don't know if this is real wood, but knock on wood, wood like thing. Um, <laughs> this is not real wood. <laughs> this is right. right. Knock, knock on wood. Um, knock on formica. Perfect. <laughs> Just, yeah. If if any of those change, I don't I don't know if I can keep doing this because, yeah. as you all know, there's not a lot of money in this whole thing. You know, yeah. especially like I mean. I envy you all in the sense that you get to just you do many things, but you don't have to worry about how, how things get paid for. Right, you know? you we have, have that part figured out. Right, you know what I do is I, you know, I don't do that much writing for broadcast stewards anymore. I still do some, but I, you know, I do freelance writing still. But also, I, I'm business development, sales, marketing, yeah. um, social media, all this stuff. Me and my part, business partner Alex, we do a lot. So, um, yeah, luckily I can keep doing this, and um, it'd be nice to be less broke though, and not have to yeah. worry. Do you love San Francisco as much as you did back in those candy store days? It's a different city, and I'm a different person, but I do love this. I do love the city a lot. Yeah. I do. I'm here, and I plan on being here. Because where else am I going to go? My whole job is right about San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I brought you presents. You did. Oh, yeah. what? We love presents. Um, so, right uh, at the end of last year, I put out a new publication. It's like a, a zine more than a zine but not quite a book it's a it's a collection of 20 years of writing about San Francisco it's oh, wow. called Slouching Towards Neverland oh I love oh, that I love and it. you listeners at home or in your car can get it on my uh, you know website at shop.brokeassdewer.com this is for you thank you and this is for you and it covers um, thank you you know starting back when I was an intern at Bill Graham Presents in uh, in 2002 it covers like starting with my journal there it goes all the way up to the past 20 years of my writing about this city um and it's pretty cool. I'm pretty going through it. I was like, man, I'm proud of this stuff I've done. I've done a lot of thinking and talking and writing about this place. So, yeah, uh, that's yeah awesome. I think you'll dig it. And like I said, it's for sales. It's for sale. Oh my of, gosh, look at you here. I know. You I was like 20, 21 in that photo. Oh my God, there's photos of you. Ugh. I know. So I've been promoting it that much. So yeah. here it is. It's shop.brokeastuart.com. It's called Slouching Towards Neverland. Uh, you're going to love it. I'm cool. excited. Thank you for Thank, bringing yeah, yeah. these. Thank you so much for the book. And, um, and thank you so much for, you know, that we get to download your brain right now. <laughs> yeah. I think what we should do is Heather and I should make picks, but after each one of our picks, you get to make a pick because you are the expert here. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. And do we have rules, Heather? 
It has to be entirely free. Yeah. Um, it has to be in San Francisco. And it has to be something you can actually do. We have this rule for every draft, like no magical realism. I'm going to ride a unicorn to Alcatraz or something. Yeah, that only happens at Burning Man, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Heather, tradition here, Heather tries to always pick things that I'm going to pick and watch me get enraged. And Heather, <laughs> Heather also gets to go first. This pick will surprise nobody, seeing as how it takes place on car-free JFK Drive, which I love. Oh, now JFK Promenade. There is currently a display called Entwined there in Peacock Meadow near the Conservatory of Flowers. It is on every night with LED lights in the shape of trees and foliage, and it lights up in all different colors. Um, Each one now has a QR code, so you can point your phone at it and then um, independently program how the lights are going to flash, like a rainbow pattern or what have you. I went there with my kids recently. Note to listeners, because of all this crazy rain, the meadow is now flooded, but the lights are still on. You just can't get as close at the moment, but you could take really cool photos of the lights reflected in all the flood water. I don't know, it could be Instagram worthy. So um, then you can walk on car-free JFK Drive, take in the doggy diner heads, relax in those yellow Adirondack chairs that have been placed around the street. So I think that could be a very fun evening. Well, you just took one of mine. Oh, yay! Called the Golden Mile, by the way. (laughs) Yes, this is the Golden Mile. (laughs) And there's a wine garden and beer garden, and you can do the Lindy Hop on Sundays. And some roller skating. Mm-hmm. And yes. the roller skating, that's fun to watch, too. Yeah. Now, I roller skate, but I, I've just sat there and eaten a sandwich and just watched great people people watching. Yeah. And the rhododendron dell with the right. John McLaren statue. And the rose garden. There's so much there. I mean, you could have yeah. weekends and weekends of free fun there. Absolutely. Good pick. And, and it was not mine, but you stole Stewart's. And note to listeners, the entwined lights are up until March 12th, so go by then. Awesome. Good one. Stuart, what's your first? Um, so this is, it can be free if your friend brings the LSD, right? <laughs> I'm intrigued. It's Golden Gate Park, and uh, we've, we've done this thing where you, you at, at noon, you, you take a hit of acid at the DMV, at the... You <laughs> didn't at, steal this from me. <laughs> at the tip of Golden Gate Park at the Panhandle, with the point of making it to the ocean, Ocean Beach, by sunset. And I, if, if you are not on LSD, or you can do mushrooms, or fucking pop brownies, whatever, yeah. uh, but I, I, I like LSD a lot. Um, and if you're not, if you're totally, you know, straight in the head, it's an easy hour and a half walk. But mm-hmm. on acid, it's a great eight hours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and there's so many things to discover that, you know, I mean, I've lived here for 20 years, and there's so many things I discovered that I didn't discover, I never discovered before. And when you're on psychedelics, there's things that happen that maybe don't happen otherwise. Like, you know, we came across a guy walking a duck on a on a, on a leash. Was he really? He was really there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I even like it was like we've popped out um, at the park to grab a, a beer or two. At the liquor store, and there's this lady who I think uh, she's I think spends most of her time outside the liquor store. I was like, "Hey, lady, is that really happening?" <laughs> like, I'm like, "I'm fucked up, but I'm that fucked up." <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. It looks real to me." Um, but yeah, uh, so that's definitely um, uh, you know people have been taking LSD in in Golden Gate Park for decades. decades. Yeah, yeah, it's a tradition, and now it's like it's more accepted, like microdosing, like mm-hmm. even you know I'm sure. A lot of my, my my parents are probably microdosing right now. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good one. Um, that was not my list. <laughs> That's a zinger right there for the draft. <laughs> I am picking as my number one Sundown Cinema with the SF Parks oh, that's Alliance. A good one. Um, movies have been 
shown in San Francisco for quite some time. I think Dolores Park, there was an independent group doing it. A lot of people have jumped into it. I don't know anybody who's doing it better than the SF Parks Alliance. They pick eight different parks and then pair them with movies. Usually it's a combination of San Francisco movies and just real crowd pleasers with a group. Last year they did Sister Act 2 at Dolores Park in May and closed. Actually, their second to last one was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at Crane Cove Park, which I loved. I don't know if anybody was out there on paddle boats or anything, but in my head they were. <laughs> um, usually runs from you know mid-May, end of May through October, those months that aren't rainy in San Francisco. And I've been to a few of them and just great vibes. It reminds me of the movie series that Heather and I put on our, our total SF movie night. Um, you know, the movie's good, but the crowd is what kind of elevates it. And I just love that the SF parks Alliance does this. It's almost like, like a, a wine pairing with food. They tend to do like a movie pairing with the park. That's and great. It's a, uh, it's great. And Heather, they did star Trek four okay. last year. So they probably won't do it this year. You'll be okay. <laughs> She hates Star Trek. Well, I four. still think we should do one of our total SF movie nights in a park or outdoors somewhere. So let's think about that for this year. All right, your number two, Stuart. Me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. going to keep going back to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. There's this thing called the Museum of the Hidden City. Do you know this? No. Oh. So there's an app you download, and it's um, it's not it's augmented reality. It's AR, right? You go around, um, and it tells you the story of um, the bulldozing and the gentrifying of the Fillmore District. Uh, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, you know, um, by Justin Herman mm-hmm. and 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 that and um, but it's AR, so you can go around with your phone and, and it goes. It's a there's a path that tells you the whole story and multiple sides of the story from some of the stakeholders mm-hmm. as well as some of their descendants and there's narrators wow. and um and what's cool is you can go with your phone and you can hold it up to like certain buildings and see like what the building looked like you know, 40, 50 years ago. You know, and like certain certain things like, like there was a church that like was torn down or something like that, and some of that has like been put into another space, or you can like see when it was a rooming house instead of like whatever. It's it's fantastic. Wow, that and sounds it's really, really good. One. Yeah, and it ends. Uh, it starts over right by the, that big uh, Catholic cathedral on Golf. Mm-hmm. Was that Franklin Golf? Yeah, um, and it ends at the Fillmore Center. And uh, in self-guided tour, you can it's do it anytime. Self-guided, it's self-guided. We can go do it right now. You can go do it right now. I mean, I wouldn't recommend right now. It's a little cold and wet out. But like, <laughs> but like you know. But yeah, you, me, me, and uh, my wife and a couple friends, we did it um, like during peak pandemic time. And what's okay. the name again? And uh, it's uh, Museum of the Hidden City. Awesome. It's fantastic. Museum of the Hidden City. It comes right up when you Google it. it looks like cheehidden.city. www.cheehidden.city. Great one. We'll be right back after this short break. Okay, I'm going to take it in a different direction and throw um, something to the kids who might be listening despite the explicit <laughs> label. <laughs> so it's the rare San Francisco museum with an always free admission, but the Randall Museum is one of those. It's free always, and um, it's a small museum that's very kid-friendly, focuses on science, nature, and the arts. It has various events like learning how volcanoes explode, to launching rockets, to making paper lanterns, and meeting animal keepers. It's in a beautiful location in Corona Heights Park with great views of the city, plus hiking trails, a playground, a picnic area, and tennis and basketball courts to round out your day. So I think that would be a great place to go with or without kids. Um, Great views of the city and lots of fun to be had for no money. 
I used to uh, my my cousin lived at the very top of State Street, and State Street's one of the streets you take up together. And like years ago, when I broke up with a, with a girlfriend and I moved out, I moved on my cousin's couch, and she lived at the very top of that street, and I'd have to walk up that. It was before there was Uber and Lyft and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You could get. I hate that street so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a half mile long, three quarters of a mile long, and it's one of the, the long. It's probably one of the longest streets in San Francisco in terms of hill. But I love that museum. Yeah. I just hate that street. <laughs> There's got to be a transit line though. What's the, the, the twenty seven? The Corbett, I think, uh, goes there. Is that twenty seven or thirty seven? I can look it up. Yeah, yeah, but I still, think it's 37 I wasn't that smart. Yeah, it's a thirty-seven Corbett up there, so you don't need to take an Uber or, <laughs> or hike or hike or walk or all give the yourself a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Stuart, you're up. Um, there's, uh, you know, one of the great things about the city is there's so much public art, as you as you talked about. Uh-huh. There's murals everywhere, and so you can go on self-guided uh, walking tours, checking out the murals all around the city. You can go to sfmuralarts.com, and it has a whole list, uh, including photos and and uh, addresses. Um, you know, GPS, all that, of, of, of all the murals. Oh, cool. And you get to go, you can either, like, you know, put together a group of friends and do it, go by yourself, go for a long walk. I mean, this is a great city to walk. This is, I walk everywhere. Yeah, and, um So, uh, it's just... Except up State Street. Except <laughs> fucking State Street. <laughs> Damn it. Every time I go by that street, I just like, kind of shake my fist. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, um, so take yourself on a little mural walk. Great. My second is the San Francisco Bay Area Pro-Am Basketball. It's at Kizar Pavilion. It's been going on, I think, 40-plus years. And Kizar Pavilion is this super old um, pavilion, seats about 4,000. It has hosted boxing. It has hosted two different eras of roller derby. San Francisco Bay Bombers have played there twice. And for 42 years, it's been hosting this pro-am basketball that, I mean, you get such a mix. You get a lot of local, like, high school and college top flight players. You have people coming in. You also have NBA players dropping by. Steph Curry has played there, uh, Damian Lillard. Um, Going back, you know, some big ballers from, like, the 80s and 90s. You never know who's going to be there. You get playground legends circus king i saw him play there he played for cal for a couple years but he was kind of known more as a high school and street ball guy and he's like five foot eight and just drained threes from like steph curry (laughs) land before steph curry was hitting that like steph curry three from four feet beyond the line so much fun it's free um free with an asterisk because parking there is impossible and just getting there is kind of a pain. It's Golden Gate Park. I mean, you can get there, you can bike there, whatever. But if you're going to go there in a car, I don't recommend it. I recommend public transportation or taking your bike there or walking. But um, so much fun. Starts in June, goes for a couple of months. Again, no guarantees that like Clay Thompson's going to show up. <laughs> well then, <laughs> but he might. <laughs> you know, you just never know. And I've, I've seen some big stars there just absolutely randomly. I try to go every year or two. So um, San Francisco Bay Area Pro-Am, you can find out more at SanFranciscoProAm.com, and it's free. I love that pick. My nine-year-old, as you know, is obsessed with basketball and the (laughs) Warriors, and he's always wanting to go to games, but it's so expensive to go see the Warriors with a family of four. Like, crazy. So maybe that will placate him over the summer. Don't tell him Steph Curry's (laughs) going to be there, because it happens like once every few years with him, but there's a good chance that you're going to see some really high-level basketball there, and it's just a great venue. Uh, Is it my turn again? Yeah, you got your number four, I think. All right, we have... um, San Francisco Popos. They are a public, publicly, private, privately owned public open spaces. 
Yeah, John King's written about those in the yeah, article. There's a, there's a, they're all over the city. Um, we did an article recently that's the six best rooftops open to the public in San Francisco on Um That like is, you know, so part of uh, these companies, these buildings being built is they have to like have X amount of space for public space, whether it's public art and whatnot. And so um, they have, they're all over the city, especially downtown. Um, and, you know, it might be like a rooftop and, and like uh, there's like a rooftop over at um, the Crocker Amazon Gal- Galleria. There's, um, believe it or not, there's a rooftop you can get to that in um, the Dome downtown. Mm. Um, where Bloomingdale's. Yeah, Westfield. There's a rooftop you can get through there. Oh, what? That. Yeah. We should it's go like over there right after away. this. Yeah. You could have recorded there. Oh, no, it's yeah. raining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the hail. So, yeah, so there's all these public, public, privately owned public open spaces, popos. Not those popos um, <laughs> that um, that you can go to, and, and you can um, you can just Google San Francisco popos, and it'll come up. Love That's it. amazing. I think a lot of these things were built like they don't want people to find them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. They don't want me there for sure. Yeah, but they they didn't count on brokeassstewart.com, <laughs> you know, revealing all this. That's awesome. I didn't know there was one at Westfield. We should go get lunch there. Yeah, sometime. definitely. All right, that was an awesome one. Very good. I think this is your last one, Heather. Okay. I have some more at the end I'll just mention. We can do honorable okay. mention. Sure. Um, my last regular one is um, the Board of Supervisors, which doesn't always make smart decisions, <laughs> did um, recently make the Great Walkway permanent in its current configuration yes. for a few more years at least. Um, and so I suggest pick a Friday where you can cut out of work early because the road closes to cars at noon. Then go there um you could take roller skates or just walk or you could bike there's so many ways to get up and down but it's four miles round trip so i think you should do two miles out two miles back on the great walkway and bring a picnic and then have a picnic on ocean beach with some wine or beer or whatever at sunset i might find um, you there after my acid trip yeah that would be like the best way to start your weekend <laughs> I have one more. Is that me? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, there's San Francisco City Walking Tour, City Guide Walking Tours, San Francisco mm-hmm. City Guide Walking Tours, and uh, basically there's a bunch of people who volunteer uh, to take people out on walking tours. And I think uh, I, I, you've got to go to uh, sfcitygides.org and you can sign up for different walking tours. And there are mural tours, but there's also like history tours. Mm-hmm. But um, they've been going on for decades. They've been going on since I've, when I first put out my first zine, I think. Yeah. Our you know? former editor-in-chief, Audrey Cooper, was a City Guides tour guide. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. In her spare time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think it's run through the library system. And I didn't know they were free. I, I didn't mean, know that's that either. amazing. Like, if you were a tourist, like, why would you pay for a tour yeah, when you, you have that. these free ones and I'm betting that the history on them is going to be pretty airtight Actually, as opposed accurate. to <laughs> you, you hear the people going by in the double-decker bus and just like in passing by usually they get like two things wrong yeah for sure so um, city guides good one well my last one is um, and, and this is one that you should spend some money there but it's free and you can go around and look around if you want if you have a few quarters bring them with you Musée Mécanique oh um, fantastic I, I can't believe this place doesn't have an admission um, again bring ten dollars in quarters give them all the money when you can but if you can't just heading over there and um, checking out people, they're going to be putting money in these musical instruments. You've got Laugh and Sal. There's so many things to see there and enjoy. I think all of that tourist area, 
people think tourist trap, it's so expensive. It's only as expensive as you make it. That part of the city has actually got a lot of stuff that you can just go and hang, and you don't have to pay those street performers. You know, you should once in a while if you have the money. Um, sea lions. Listen, I was just going to say, go listen to the sea lions. Go check out the sea lions. Go for a swim in the bay at Aquatic Park. There's like a ton of free <laughs> stuff to do in the place that's stereotyped as the most expensive place in the city. But Musée Mécanique, I mean, it's such a San Francisco experience. They have San Francisco history there. Um, all of these fantastic things from Playland and Sutro. And you just walk right in and the admission's free. So, I love that place so much. Yeah, it's so it's cool. It's a good one. I, I knew back. that was going to be on your list, but I didn't steal it. Oh, that's so nice of you. Here's a little secret about the wharf, because, you know, where I was like, oh, bubblegum shrimp. Who needs to go to bubblegum shrimp, right? But um, if you go to the end of uh, Fisherman's Wharf, or you go to the pier, what is it, Pier 39, right? Uh-huh. At the very end, there's a, an arcade called, like, I don't know what it's called, just some arcade. And it's a sports bar slash arcade. And if you go to the very behind in there, there's a little tiki bar in the back. Ooh. It's like a hidden tiki bar with a view of the whole bay, like at Alcatraz and uh, Marin, it's beautiful. And you're wow. like, you have to navigate like a sports bar. And, <laughs> yeah. like, and like, like bros and kids and stuff, you know, because it's arcade, but it's, it's, it's kind of hidden hidden gem out there in Fishman's Wharf. Oh, nice. Wow. Jeez, that's a good you one. You have so many good so ones. Many good. I should have taken notes. I, I was know. thinking to myself, and I'm like, oh, it's a podcast. We're recording so I could it. just listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're finishing up, but let's just throw out any others that we've got on the list. Any honorable mentions, Heather? Yeah, I had a long list. There's so many free things to do in this city. Yeah. I also um, would say walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, people have mixed feelings about the DeYoung Museum because they spent so much money trying to kill a car-free JFK. But the tower is always free. When the museum's open, you can go up in that tower mm. and get 360-degree views of the city, um, hike the Crosstown Trail, which we've done. Um, I would suggest breaking it down into at least three different walks because it's 17 miles long. That's a, I lot think, of, that's a lot of <laughs> I think the first and last segments are the best. Yeah. Where does it start and end? At uh, Candlestick Point to um, Land's End. So yeah. it's oh, diagonally wow. across the like city. Candlestick Point through McLaren is a great one because people, you don't usually go to that part of the city and it's yeah. got a lot of good sites. A lot of hills. Yeah. And then the very end is, is is lovely, that last clip. I'm sorry, keep going. No. Um, also, there's that new program called Gardens of Golden Gate Park Pass. So all city residents always get free admission to the Japanese Tea Garden, Botanical Gardens, and the Conservatory of Flowers. Hell so yeah. So that's great. Um, I wrote the other day about the Bay Lights. Um, they are mm. breaking and will go dark in March. There's an effort to bring them back. But you I would suggest million, everybody go dollars? to uh-huh, yeah. take a walk on the Embarcadero at night to see them before they're gone in early March. And this is only for kids. Adults still have to pay to ride Muni, but kids always ride Muni for free. So kids can get free rides anytime on historic F cars. That's but then, cool. but then, if you're trying to be free, what are you doing? Are you are you like jogging <laughs> alongside? alongside? <laughs> you probably could. The F car is so slow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think the fair inspectors can legally detain you, so you can just run <laughs> if they try to get you. Just run. <laughs> Um, those are all fantastic. I, I don't have any extras except um, I did mention I was serious about swimming in the bay. That's mm-hmm. like a fun thing to do. Just like bring. You didn't seem like you liked it the first time. It sounds cold. It's it's an experience. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad I did it. I'll put it that way. I wasn't having fun while I almost drowned. Tell Stuart about the very end. We went swimming together in the bay yeah. several months ago, super early, freezing cold. Tell him about the end of your swim. So we were, we were with the Green Apple guys, and um, 
so we were swimming with some of them, but then one of the Kevins or two Kevins was um, waiting on the beach. So I came back. I'm not a great swimmer. I came back early and found myself struggling. I'm like trying different strokes and I knew he was up on the beach. So at one point where I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, I turned to him and said, hey, Kevin, just be ready. I may need help. And he's like, okay, that's cool, but I think you could stand up right now. (laughs) So I hadn't been swimming in a long, long time, and I had these goggles on. They were like kind of like concave. So he looked like he was like a quarter mile away, but I lifted up the goggles, and he was like 30 feet away. And And you stood up, and it was like to your knees. No, it wasn't to my knees. It was like to my waist, you know. Yeah, I knew that. You knew that. Yeah, don't, don't exaggerate, Heather. But anyway, that is really funny. Yeah, but uh, it was free. Well, do you have any honorable mentions? Just this is a small city. It's only seven miles by seven miles. I walk most places, assuming I have the time. Just walking in itself is a, mm-hmm. is a treat, you know. Um, I, I one of my favorite things to do. I do this every day I can when it's not raining or whatever. I go for like a, like at least one hour walk and listen to a podcast. Um, I'm learning a lot about the Russian Revolution mm. right now. Oh, nice. Cool. Shout out to uh, Mike Duncan. <laughs> um, and yeah, so just literally walking. That's that's my favorite thing to do. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, this was so much fun. I think we might need to do, not the, for the third week in a row, but later in the year maybe you'll come back and have more free yeah. Free suggestions. Summertime Absolutely. free suggestions. How about that? Yeah. I, um, I'm very glad that uh, we brought you on. It, it brought an energy that you know, frankly, this podcast needed today. <laughs> <laughs> we were so waterlogged and freezing. Yes. It is cold out there. Well, uh, if you're listening, please find me all over the internet, Broke Ass Stewart on Instagram and Twitter and, the, you know, all those places. Well, Facebook. thanks for coming in and stay dry. Thank you so much. And thank you for the book. Yes. Slouching Enjoy. Toward Neverland, which is available at uh, shop.brokeassstewart.com. Awesome. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com pod. Loved it. I've missed that so much.